We are back and excited about a great lineup of guests, stories, and spirited discussions around the latest happenings in government contracting. Welcome to Unveiled, GovCon Stories, where we explore the experiences and share the stories of small businesses in government contracting to spotlight the often sugar-coated or avoided discussions that speak to the reality of doing business within the U.S. public sector as a small business. Just to set the stage, Unveiled GovCon Stories is currently a seasonal podcast. We have new episodes every spring and fall season. And to recap for those who are behind from last season or just now joining us, we covered a lot of ground. And with that, we're going to kind of jump into some of our recap for last season. We are indeed happy, basically full, happy sweatpants season, happy uh, nice blazer season, whatever we want to call it. We are, we are in, we're heading into the new fiscal year. Um, Tasha and I are happy to be uh, bringing you guys some fresh content for the new season and want to also make sure we highlight some of the great content we have from our spring season. We talked early on in the season regarding um, getting started, just the, the basics of getting started in government contracting and some of the tools, techniques that some of our fellow small businesses were using. Specifically, um, we had a great conversation with Carol and Justin from Red Sky talking about their strategic growth and technology strategies, some of their some of their lessons learned from subcontracting and how to how to orchestrate teaming arrangements so that you get you know, you're, you do your due diligence to establish the best partners possible, um, understanding that you won't know everything, but you do your best. And some of the differences between teaming and subcontractors and subcontracting, excuse me, <laughs> and the opportunities that, that lie within that. Um, we also spoke with Steelpoint regarding joint ventures. Um, there's a lot to unfold when you're talking through JVs, and I'm sure we'll have other conversations about the nuances of joint ventures, but they were kind enough to give us some of their experiences and lessons learned about uh, their joint venture experience, as well as some of their growth strategies and their plans for the future of their company. I think we also somewhere, I think that was maybe the episode that followed Tasha, where we kind of jumped into contracting and acquisitions as well. Wasn't that, uh, was that right after? Oh, with Steelpoint? Yes, it was. It was. We, we, we touched on the very well-known rules with the acquisition expert and consultant, Ms. Constance Jackson. Um, and this, you know, for new interest, this topic, it, it's one of those things that is often either unknown it's, or it's ignored, or if they do know about it, it's trivialized because they don't really grasp the concept of how important sometimes it is um, to ensure that, you know, that one, you're aware of what those, of what the uh, acquisition regulations are, especially for, you know, the organization that you're going after, because there's nuances and changes and differences, uh, depending on where you're focusing and targeting. And we we got to talk about that with Ms. Jackson. Um, and for seasoned GovCon businesses, you know, compliance and maintaining awareness of the changes and the shifts, that's just a, it's a daily balancing act um, for contracts that they're actively executing on, as well as for opportunities that they're pursuing and trying to figure out what's the return on investment, what's the risk associated with, you know, um, some of those rules. And it's very important, obviously, for all these things that we, we, we discuss, and it definitely plays into strategy and growth because there's certain back-end business infrastructure considerations that have to be taken um, as you take on more complicated or more complex contracts that have either extensive or, or just 
uh, more complicated uh, rules or requirements that you must comply with. And it was and an interesting conversation because um, Ms. Jackson, for one of the few times I've been part of conversations, let me restate that, where we were working with a contract specialist that has actually worked on the federal side as well as the public commercial side, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really interesting to hear her experience from working kind of behind the scenes as well as someone who has experience working on the on our day-to-day -day lives in terms of getting contracts out the door. So for those that haven't listened to that episode, definitely one a lot of information, but what worth listening to as, as we head into the next fiscal year to make sure you're doing the right planning for your business development life cycle as well as the nuance of the contract management that you need to be aware of and working with the federal government. Yes, correct, correct. Um, and like y'all stated, you know, we're definitely going to get into discussing more topics around acquisitions throughout the podcast, not just last season and this season. Um, that's one of those, it's so much information, the volume of knowledge and the different nuances and types of uh, regulations that are applied would be different when you think about the different industries and the different agencies, the different sub markets uh, within government contracting. So you can never not have a good conversation about acquisition, I think. And so that's something that you'll that'll keep popping up and we'll definitely keep that on our radar. One thing I don't think we'll be talking about much anymore are PPP loans, but <laughs> it was worthwhile listening to. Um, and we really appreciate Zen Solutions for joining us um, to share their experience. I don't know that the government will go so far as, well, let's let's back up. Hopefully we don't have a situation where um, we are in such dire straits that there's a need for the government to kind of issue those kinds of loans to help businesses stay afloat. I know a lot of companies are still recovering from the impact of COVID on their businesses, families, personal life. So I don't want to downplay that, but we hope that we won't see that situation again. Um, but it's still very much worth listening to if you didn't catch the episode with Zen Solutions about their experience with the PPP loans that were released. I guess that was technically last fiscal year. And it, it's a very good lesson learned um, just in terms of understanding funding sources and the nuances of your agreements and repayment terms and lines of funding and how it works and understanding the legal ramifications of those things. So while I don't foresee another PPP loan or type loan being issued by the government, there's some really good information there and opportunity to understand how what seems like a reasonable risk to take to, to help sure up your business can turn and a very challenging very quickly and awareness of what you're getting into and, and what the ramifications are of accepting certain lines of funding is really a good lesson learned from from that that episode. Yeah. So I'm really I, happy we got that content. I, I agree. And it's also one of those um perfect stories for our eyes, oh eyes wide open, like come to Jesus moment, I think, for for newcomers because it's one of those situations where, you know, Soka, who's the founder for Zen Solutions, was very vulnerable. Um, and you tend to not get that level of vulnerability just in general going to your typical small business GovCon events where, you know, there was a, a, a significant effort to sustain his business. And he actually followed the rules and did what was required, but still ran into significant uh, issues. Um, with regards to and and things that were not even within his control. And so it's one of those things where you hear about all these rules and policies and how you're supposed to function and navigate with government contracting. And as long as you do that, it'll be great. And it's like, eh, not really, just like it with anything in life. 
you can try to do everything right and still end up in a situation. And so that's a very good episode, especially for, I mean, for existing GovCons, but definitely new entrants to, for a reality check of like making sure to have an awareness that that is something that can happen. And it ties back to some of the other episodes about like legal support, um, having, and not just having legal support, but the right legal support to help you make those decisions when things like that happen. We also touched on some very age-old perspectives around highly debated topics during our statement and response episode, like men are actually backing and running a lot of the women-owned small business companies that's in GovCon and what would we do about that? And, um, And so that one is... I think a good episode as well to to check out our statement and response to hear one of us throw out a statement uh, that is discussed in the community and the other give a response on our perspective of what we really think about that. We also had uh, our federal summer season as we headed out to close up the um, spring season uh, with Ms. Carla Brown. She's the director of customer success at RSE2. And we discussed uh, strategizing and being intentional of, you know, about your pursuits um, to capture end of fiscal year dollars and handling that increased volume of proposals um, that's associated with doing that type of, of work. And we talked about a couple other things, right, Yaz? We did. We covered a, an, <laughs> an interesting line of, of talking because, you know, Carla, who we've both known for a while, has a background in a number of different areas of business development, capture, growth as well as marketing, quality management. I mean, a, a very extensive background in a lot of the areas that are behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see in terms of operating a business. So her insight into how to plan and, and kind of roll into the summer season and what to plan for was, was a really great topic. Um, and so over the summer, I mean, let's talk about what summer looks like, the federal summer. Um, as you know, well, as most of you know, or if you don't know, you'll learn a lot of federal <laughs> government agencies enjoy their vacation during the summer because the end of the summer is the end of the fiscal year when we run into that August, September timeframe and even into October where things get really nutty, um, just trying to do funding and, and capture year end funding and make sure that funding that was allocated much earlier in the previous fiscal year for the upcoming year's budget is all sorted. Um, so it's a very busy end of the summer. So a lot of our federal counterparts enjoy their time off before that 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 crazy period kicks in. But there were actually a lot of legislative and policy changes over the summer as well that impact businesses. Um, Congress was not out. People didn't stop working. Um, a lot of things still happened. Set-aside programs changed. There's a lot going on with the 8A program. So while I think we all tried to enjoy our summers, it was still a very busy couple of months um, as it is the end of the fiscal year that we were rolling into. And we're going to talk about some of those things um, in the fall season this year and how it impacts small businesses. So just a great lineup for the fall as well. And hopefully everybody had a great summer and didn't get too burnt out in August, September, trying to capture year in funds and has a moment to you know take a deep breath. Because for those of us that have been in this for a while, you also know that a lot of big solicitations, unfortunately, drop in the late October, early November timeframe, and they're due in Thanksgiving, and they're due during Christmas, and they're due right around <laughs> New Year's. So uh, if you didn't know, I'm 
Sorry to be the bearer of bad news to you on our first episode, but we're going to talk through some of those things this fall as well, just to give you some some heads up as much as we can as to, to prepare you for the, the next fiscal year. Yes, definitely. Um, all the changes that um, y'all talked about in regards to policy, I think that is, um, there was a bit more activity than we've probably seen in the past at one time. I don't know exactly what is the catalyst for as as much change as we've seen, but I think the the constant is that change. And so um, ho- hopefully <laughs> you guys get a lot out of what we have lined up that's coming in the fall season. So our lineup this season, as always, is focused on spotlighting the experience of small businesses in GovCon. But now we are expanding that conversation to bring in more perspectives from across the government contracting ecosystem. And um, that's what we have coming up for the fall season. You know, we we talked a bit about all the policies and how there's always this change. And that is going to be kind of, I think, a, a stalwart, a, a foundation of a lot of the conversations that we're going to have in the fall season. Yeah, I totally agree. Change, change, is, change is a constant. And so we want to really highlight for small businesses how some businesses have weathered those storms of changes, what some of the changes are that we see coming and how they potentially impact small businesses and some of the opportunities to handle change in a different way, um, lessons learned. Um, you'll see that as a recurring theme throughout our episodes that we always try and catch, capture lessons learned and, and share that information among our listeners. We're also going to hit a little bit on government contracting in its true nature. I think it's often oversimplified as just pursuing contracts, winning the deal, going after the next opportunity. And sure, that is you know the bulk of it. You have to make money to be in business and stay in business. But there are a lot of things that are outliers that we're going to talk about in terms of accounting compliance, legal support, um, M&A, funding opportunities, and things that you generally want to be aware of that are tangential but equally important to being able to secure funding and run your business outside of just building a business development pipeline and constantly calling and chasing opportunities. So that you have a you know a more well-rounded perspective in terms of how to, from a strategy perspective, make sure that you're covering all your bases as as best as, right. as possible. Yeah, and 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 I would say that that ex- the expanded um, group of suppliers or service providers um, that's enabling those companies tie into helping you be prepared for that change that's supposed to happen as well, and not thinking about changes. Oh it's just a one-time change or it's something that wasn't unscheduled. There's change that happens cyclically. Like you, it's, you know, it's going to happen like with the budget, the budget, the federal budget cycle, that is scheduled change. It's going to happen every year. So you can prepare for that. You know, that the end of fiscal year is going to come and it that's influenced by budgeting, but it's also going to impact or influence activities by the government on what they do within the various agencies on the contract side of the house. I mean, to that point, Sasha, I mean, one of, you know, our early topics that we're going to jump into, and we hope you guys join us for it, is is the continuing resolution. That's becoming a norm, but we're we're hoping that that's not going to be the case forever. But I mean, for the last couple of years, it's it's been our norm. So Mm -hmm. preparing for those kinds of changes and, and trying to develop strategies to be risk tolerant. Um, as w- while you you know take chances to continue to grow your business as well. Definitely agree with that. 
And yes, so change, change is definitely that constant. And as we stated, you know, glad to be back, glad to be having this conversation with everyone. Very excited about the upcoming lineup that we have. Please definitely pay attention if you're out on LinkedIn, uh, connect with Hive39. It's a group for consultants and small businesses where we share free information, um, as well as try to create an ecosystem to support this ecosystem within government contracting. You can also, uh, of course, follow, subscribe, um, like us on all of the various podcast platforms so that you don't miss any of the episodes. For our new entrants, new listeners, myself and Yaz are both active uh, government contractors in our own rights with different perspectives. I myself have a contracting company. And we so we, we talk to you about the reality from our own experiences, and not just from our own experiences from today, uh, we both have had a pretty broad and deep pathway or journey in government contracting where we've, you know, worked with everything from being a one-person company as a consultant, being a, a worker in various functional disciplines as the years have passed with escalating responsibility, being PMs, being executives, having, you know, full p responsibility at small to very large enterprises. And so we have a, a pretty broad range of perspectives. I also have even been a government employee and have worked on that side of the fence and um, have been a military member. So uh, we we do have many different perspectives and we, we try to give credence to all of those perspectives and apply those to uh, being in the unique position of being small business owners because Although many other processes are very similar, as a small business owner, there are nuances because of the capacity and whether that is the number of people, the amount of money or funding you have to do certain things, the type of capabilities or past performance that you have or have not built up, it creates different types of barriers because in the government contracting space, it's different from the commercial space in that the government very much bases the awards and your capability and capacity on what you've already done, not what the potential you have to deliver um, your capabilities and services that you tend to see more so on the commercial side. Did I miss yeah. something there, No, I mean, that's, that's really it in a nutshell. And we hope that our experiences, as well as the experiences of the folks that we have joining us, really help to help you all as the intended audience. It's also a learning experience for us. It's great talking to new folks and some we've known for a while, some we recently met. And we hope that, you know, those listening in, any one of you will be a, a guest on the podcast as well. We're always looking for new ideas and other folks from industry to join us on, on the podcast and, and share our experiences. With that, I mean, thank you for joining us on our, our first kind of episode, our kickoff for the fall season. We look forward to, to chatting with you guys, collaborating online across these platforms and seeing some of your comments and feedback. Um, again, thank you for joining us on Unveiled GovCon Stories, a Hive 39 media production with your hosts, Tasha and Yaz. Again, please subscribe, share our podcast, spread the word, and reach out if you've got any questions, thoughts, or considerations that you'd love us to address on the podcast.